everyone and welcome back to yet another episode of Pundit 3 on a Pint. We are four blokes having an above average football conversation today. Joining me on the podcast is Akshat, Vaishnav and Po. And this is going to be a continuation from our last episode where uh, we are going to break down the winter window. Summer window. Uh, which has gotten over now a fairly Summer window. long time ago. It's been yeah, winter, uh, two winter weeks. Winter window did get over a fairly long time ago. <laughs> 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 so I was right. <laughs> <laughs> I mean I'm not wrong but we're recording this on the 17th of September so it's been uh, more than 2 weeks since the the window has slammed shut um but of course because there are so many teams and so much that has happened um we didn't get through every everything in the last episode if you've not heard that do check it out we speak about most of the big teams Liverpool United okay United's not a big team anymore i guess yes. um Chelsea another not a big team but you know what i'm talking about and arsenal um in this episode we in are case, going to continue uh, listeners haven't noticed that uh, this was recorded after a certain event that happened uh the first ga- game day of this match week <laughs> okay anyway we got uh, we lost to brighton pretty comprehensively and uh, i don't know what you're talking about completely compartmentalized that <laughs> chugging along then we're going to discuss uh, the transfer activities of some of the other clubs in the premier league who have done decent business and um, this is something we bought up in our winter transfer episode where we are seeing the spending power of the premier league is just so much more considerable than the other leagues and even the smaller clubs in the premier league are now able to attract so much talent and are willing to shell out the money so of course we're seeing a lot of activity in and out of these clubs which we don't generally see um and we can start talking um, about newcastle who are the fourth team in the champions league this season um they had uh, as akshat said in his opinion they had overperformed last season but now they here they are in the champions league they would need a squad that is going to con- compete in both the premier league and the champions league uh and they've got some fairly decent crop of players and i think the biggest name in this is sandro tonali who is uh serie a winner he is champions league experience um akshat's wonder kid from his fm <laughs> save akshat's kid <laughs> akshat's wonder kid akshat's got some mad genetics to pass around proud dad <laughs> <laughs> yeah i think the biggest name in is sandro tonali and they got harvey barnes in from leicester which i think was a good signing harvey barnes is a proven premier league uh, you know a week in week out player and yeah. he can yeah he can add a lot of depth to the squad he might not start every game but definitely because of the fix, fixture congestion that they're going to have now a very useful player to have in their ranks um and then they've also got libramento from southampton yeah. uh, he plays left yeah. back right the other uh, side left back or right back one of right 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 one of the wing one of the the other side right back didn't he also come from city Ac- he, he was chelsea academy oh i thought it was city's academy yeah but another player who's had enough experience in the premier league um these are uh, the few big names and then there's yankuba minte uh, uh lewis hall who's coming on a loan uh cattle heffen heffenin i have no idea who he is to be honest but uh, hey that guy bro yeah that guy that guy. <laughs> <laughs> four five very good utility players and i think one sure shot starter in sandro tonali right yeah i mean hasn't he started most games so all far. games yeah all games yeah i think he scored also pivotal. yeah scored on his debut a great goal yeah and i i think it's a good investment in the sense that you're still getting someone who's fairly young but also with a lot of experience and experience in winning which is important right now for this newcastle side you need those kind of players who tide you through the situations exactly and all those categories being checked off is damn rare how do you how often do you get a young player who's won and has enough experience it's pretty rare yeah and and in that in that position right because that holding midfielder yep. role sort of is yep. it's such a elusive position now there's such little crop of and players. it takes time to learn yeah yeah it does you typically the peaks are later like in age compared to like wingers and other yeah. positions but looking at this um newcastle squad overall i don't know if they've done enough in the transfer window to really compete um in all the competitions uh, premier league top four finish this season looks a lot harder because there are a lot of other teams that are playing really good football 
and then the champions league is the champions league i mean being newcastle united you can't be really optimistic about going all the way um, i mean miracles do happen yeah i mean even if if i don't think newcastle's ever had the aspirations to go on the way uh, but with a favorable group i'm th- i i would think that they would maybe get to you know the knockout stages and round of 16 <laughs> quarter finals is a huge achievement for them but but we should talk about their group cuz my god yeah i we are going to come into get to that episode of a champions league preview but i think this is just to give our listeners some perspective Do- Dortmund, PSG, AC Milan, and Newcastle are in one group of the Champions League. So, yeah. group of death normally has three good teams. This time we have four good teams. Every single match is going to be a banger, and um, I, for yeah. one, am really excited. I think um, Newcastle are in this situation very similar, if you guys remember, to when Leicester were in the Champions League, where. no expectation at all just go out there and express yourselves and have fun it's a great occasion for the fans st james park is going to be absolutely rocking yeah, but leicester was on the back of one of the most historic premier league seasons so yeah. they've been played so like there's that bounce to it and also. and they they played pretty well right they went to the quarters yeah. or round of 16 if i'm not mistaken mm. quarters i think yeah, there are a couple fairly sizable upsets also like they played well yeah Yeah and I wouldn't be surprised if New- Newcastle could manage a few scalps um in that group PSG I think they can take PSG and Dortmund honestly Really You really think that they can take on both of those teams Yeah Come on man I know we're talking about Newcastle here but I mean they performed fairly well last season but I don't I'm not saying they're going to 2-0 3-0 4-0 them I I don't think it's going to be a foregone conclusion is all I'm saying like I think they'll give them a solid run for their money Yeah they they would yeah and you know the thing with um, the thing with this Newcastle team is that they're a very good cup team for some reason um so even if they if they can yeah if they can get into the knockout stages I think that would suit them more than a group stage So it's not something that you just write off Newcastle saying it's going to be the But f- effectively like Champions League even group stage is like a knockout game like you can never afford to lose like is a knockout yeah. exactly that's what I'm saying yeah But you're right like it really lends to that format of football Yeah C- can we also talk a little bit about Lewis Hall cuz I was for one was very surprised that Chelsea let him go on loan um I think it's it's probably that he was almost too good to stay at chelsea right now in terms of their youth prospects because um he's rated more highly than a lot of the young players who have come through at chelsea and you would think that you know um chelsea would want to keep him uh, but their kind of left back left midfield um position has been totally totally uh, congested for the lack of a better word right now so um he decided to go move to newcastle but he's one for the future and i, I think that's like um it's a very i mean as a club if you are going to loan a player out you want to loan them to another premier league team uh, so that they get the best possible exposure and i think that you know that is a very astute um signing for newcastle and it's good for his career too and is it a step up for lewis hall because he's gone he's gone from a non champions league team to now who's competing in the champions league so i mean uh, yeah <laughs> it's a step up at least for him this season he's not only getting premier league experience he's getting champions yeah. league experience so i mean on on that note of chelsea i think just we don't need to talk about them but just to talk about the adjective that akshat used when Congestion. the pipeline to lewis hall was brought up to get to the first team he didn't say that yeah he didn't say that the spot was nailed down he said it was congested like that just shows you how bad <laughs> like bro it's not even cuz you have a bang in player there it's cuz you have 13 <laughs> lads who don't know what's up and they're all there so you don't know what to do with them you can't get this guy but like anyway that was the perfect adjective to use for to acknowledge that yeah and in terms of players that have gone out uh, alan saint maximin finally departed newcastle and He he there was this one phase where he just looked like an absolute world beater right like he's going to be a 150 million kind of player uh, okay. and uh, it's good I've that not, Newcastle I don't I won't go that far but yeah he was that flashy entertaining player which is amazing to watch yeah that's what like Adama Traore kind and of and always that player will have exactly yeah. and that player will have a propensity to go on these runs that are like bro fuck what is up how come people can't play him and then they figure him out and it doesn't look as bad 
Yeah, but I'm I'm surprised that like I'm not. It's refreshing to see Newcastle just like you know letting go of the player. They got twenty three million for him, and they just cut cut off the thing because they were not really happy with his um play in the final third. His final product for the final pass or goals wasn't coming. So they decided to part ways, and I think it's refreshing to see because usually teams like this hold on to a player. We saw Adama staying for Wolves for so long before he was released, right? That's true. I think they they've done a very um, grown up thing, which like serious football clubs do. Yeah, but the whole thing about the the the, the transfer saga that that was wasn't it like a drawn out battle between like how much is he going to move on for, and since it's such a contested thing in terms of. I mean, it was drawn out for that. No, I'm, I'm, yeah, that is true. But what I was referring to was the fact that the. The ethical aspects about him moving from two different clubs that are tied to a similar owner and like who has hands in both the pockets. Who gave who gave one fuck also? Nobody gave one fuck also. Yeah, overnight yeah. his valuation shot up so much, but his his valuation shot up so much overnight. Like they just added another mm. ten million on top of it, slapped on, and no one right. questioned anything about it. No, but that's what. Given that it was between those two entities, it's like selling NFTs between you and a friend to boost up its value. Like, does that value matter? Basically. Will a third party, will a third party buyer pay that? I don't think so. So, like, yeah, that will depend on contract length and just performance. It's not like just because two boys are saying, "Yeah, yeah, cool, let's make it big money." Very, very hard negotiations fought in front of a mirror. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> 50 million. No, 60 million. <laughs> Any closing points on the Newcastle transfer business? Or can we move ahead? We can move Let's ahead. Let's go, bro. Let's go. I want to talk about uh, Nottingham Forest again. And after <laughs> at the end of every transfer window, we keep saying that, okay, these guys have like made not one, but two entire squads. Now, I think last season was what, 30 players that came in. Do these guys again have gotten 15 players this transfer window? Bro, but like a lot of the players they bring in are like on a year basis or on like a year loan. It's like not... Yeah, yeah almost all of them are yeah, on loan. So like it makes sense that next year you have to do the same thing. If one year you get 20 <laughs> guys for one year, <laughs> next year also you need 20 guys though. But this is like the recipe for disaster, yeah. dude. Like you will never have a stable team. You'll just have like I a... I mean, this is peak FM challenge mode. <laughs> like, yeah. This Le- is... Legit. Milk Legit. 20 guys every year. It can end then, damn well. Look or... at the players they've gotten in, but like all these players who've had incredible potential or like have one season where they've performed incredibly well and they've fallen off sort of. Yeah. They've gotten Alanga, they've gotten incredible Chris. Incredible potential. Okay, I'm I'm Hudson or I Hudson Odoi was highly rated when FIFA was like in single digits. No, man, like, come on. He's not that old also. He's 22 now. 22, 23. Hey, no, no, he was. He was. Callum has... Okay, I know, I know. That was a heavy exaggeration. <laughs> they got they got Origi, they got Chris Wood, Anthony Alanga, Nuno Tavares. Tavares, okay, I'll give you. Yeah, he was highly rated, no? Isn't he the sporting Lisbon guy? Ibrahim Sangare. Now you are, Now I'll give you. No, that was their biggest signing, 30 million. Heard one, uh, yeah. exotic name and man's like, yeah, man, cool, bring it. But but it's not like uh, their objectives are changing, right? I I still think it's very much survive the Premier League. Yeah, makes sense for them. But I mean, I, I was just going to say that we were shocked in the last two transfer windows with just the amount of players that they were bringing in. There were, I think, 32, 33 new players in the squad. So... Uh, it seems like, yeah, yeah. So it seems like you know they they felt that they've cracked the <laughs> code to stay up in the Premier League. Just bring as many people as you can as possible, and then see what makes of it till the end of the season. Uh, they and it's not like they they were convincing in their relegation battle last season. I mean. Till the till there were three or four game weeks to go, they were still in that sort of dog hunt, that dog fight. But Amar, I mean, if for a newly promoted side, I do, I don't think that's that's bad. Like if you stay up, you've done your job. Like I, yes, yeah, sure, you can be like you know that Sheffield United anomaly where they go all the way up to like eighth or whatever. But um, most of the time, I think you are going to be in the dog fight and. 
I mean, see, if you survive it, something yeah. you've done has worked. So, yeah, if they stay up again, one of those thirty-three have worked. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Let's move ahead. Um, Tottenham, who've gotten off to a surprisingly a very good start in the Premier League this season, um, they've gotten a f- good crop of players too. Uh, Kuluke- Kulusevski finally joined them uh, on a permanent transfer. That I felt that man was on loan for like three years or something. No, but that doesn't count. Yeah, he's been here for a bit. He's been here for a minute. Yeah, yeah. he's been here for a bit and a half. <laughs> a and a half. Uh, so Kulusevski made that transfer permanent from Juventus. Uh, Madison, who was I think the best pick from a relegated team, uh, joined yeah. Spurs for a forty for forty million. And I think great, yeah, great business yep. for Spurs, right? A forty million yep. looks like a bargain yep. for yep. Madison yep. right now with the way he's playing. He won the Premier League, obviously, uh, England starter. I felt like this Madison transfer saga would have protracted with a lot of teams going for his signature, but it turned out to be fairly easy for Spurs. Nobody else really wanted him for some reason. It's it's mostly because I think the top teams kind of had that position filled. Um, So it was like, Arsenal are super happy with Odegaard. United are super happy with Bruno. City are super happy with their 35 amazing attacking midfielders. So... I think that it suited Spurs more than anything else. But still, Chelsea I mean, didn't go for it because Arsenal Spurs. didn't go for it. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, dude, last episode, Poe said, when are we going to ask him to become the Spurs ambassador? Poe, this is it, bro. This is all you. Now go. Go into the signings. No. Like you said, Amar, Madison, I feel, is sort of one of the best signings of the season. This particular window in the Premier League. Yeah, bargain for forty million. But they also got, they also got few other like noticeable names. Pedro Poro from Sporting came for like forty million. Brennan Johnson, um, he came from Nottingham. So the and uh, they got they got this Dutch dude called Van der Ven. No, he also seems good. Like although the jury's still out, five games in, but they they seem like a solid team now. Who are happy to play for the badge. Although last season they sort of looked like so disconnected with each other. It was just Harry Kane and pray to God, hope that something might happen. But now it just... It almost feels like the... And we'll get to the Kane transfer just after this. But it almost feels like that Kane moving out was sort of like a catharsis for the club. Where they're... From the last two seasons, three seasons, pose right where all of the responsibility was burdened on Son and Kane. Like, okay, these two are going to get us out of sticky situations again and again and again and again. And it's like that meme, uh, you know, someone posted a picture saying, uh, played a football match, lost 5-4, scored all four. That was how Kane was at Spurs, <laughs> where he's like literally killing himself, but they're just not able to walk away with the result. And now it's more... The burden and the responsibility is almost like it's shared across the team, which is how it should be. Yep. And I'm not sure if this if this kid was a signing, but the, I've been seeing a lot of this kid called Udoji. Udogi, I don't know how to pronounce him also. Yeah, he's that youth guy. He's really good. He seems really good. Like, gets me a lot of uh, points in FPL. <laughs> 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 the greatest barometer yeah. there is for quality on the football pitch. That's yeah, that's yeah. where the love <laughs> is coming from. I think well, enemy lines are blurred when it comes to FPL, dude. It's it's fuck all. He's your player, man. You bought him. <laughs> Poor has a weird <laughs> sense of ownership. <laughs> but uh, let's talk about the Kane transfer. Um, Kane to Bayern Munich, it just feels like a match made in heaven, right? They need Bayern desperately needed someone after Lewandowski, which they could not find. Um, who is going to be that clinical number nine for them? And Kane brings just so much more um, to this Bayern Munich setup, not just in terms of scoring goals, but also bringing other people into play, which Harry Kane is superb at. Um, and it's a trait of his that goes almost unnoticed by some because of the goal-scoring machine he is. But with Bayern wingers... Um, running in and Kane providing for them Ooh. or the other way around it just I mean they've now suddenly become a very very formidable side in the Champions League with Kane leading their line yeah I mean you did a disservice to your man uh, Chupomoting bro <laughs> yeah he's your guy dude Amar <laughs> I thought he was your man bro Chupomoting is uh, immune from any kind of criticism he knows that 
whatever <laughs> happens even with harry kane being there he'll somehow either find a way to start the game or he'll move to an even bigger club like maybe leading the line for madrid next season <laughs> <clears throat> yeah but but i mean in terms of a stylistic fit i think um, kane at spurs had a lot of extra responsibilities you wouldn't expect from a number 9 kane has always been that complete striker who can play much deeper you know build player from the back and also score goals um he actually reminds me a lot of rooney but like an even better goal scoring version of rooney where he can do it all that complete striker mold um he didn't have that fire i guess that rooney had but like if i start talking about rooney he'll just go on for half fucking an hour. skinhead rooney was fucking elite bro ball rooney was a yeah. fucking uh, he was insane he was a thug bro he was a <laughs> yeah. thug Yeah, I think that explains it the best. But saying thug is like it's not giving him the credit for being one of the most intelligent players on the pitch at all times. But but yeah, so so like coming back to what I was saying, so Kane is kind of like that complete striker mold of player, right? Who can do it all. And I feel like he was having to sacrifice a lot uh, at Spurs in terms of coming deeper and build up play. Um now at Bayern, he has a lot of creative players around him. Um, Bayern do have a problem in the deeper midfield areas, but I don't think you know um, a Kane is going to be responsible for that at all. So um, for his personal, I think playing style, he's going to get a fuck ton trophies of trophies also. Trophies also, right? Um, he, <laughs> I think that matters more at this point. Yeah, yeah, that's a very valid point. So um, yeah, he's got off to a flying start already um, uh, for Bayern Munich and. we can expect him to to really kick on and score like a lot of goals for bayern munich this this season but um also it's a kind of pressure which he is not used to um even though let's say bundesliga is a cakewalk for them which from last season it wasn't but let's just say it is um every season bayern munich are um kind of evaluated within munich by how they do in the champions league and that is something yeah. which um he has to step up cuz bayern will depend on him he is now the star player at a very very big club which is what he wanted for a long time but is he used to the pressure that comes with it that's the question um, we have for him he's come out and said that as well no in a press conference yeah yeah but to be fair he has led the line for england at world cups and euros i would give him the benefit of the doubt no no yeah i'm not i'm, I'm saying, not questioning him i'm just saying like that is yeah, the situation yeah, he's in yeah okay yeah that's true he's come out and said that also but like in a press conference he's come out and said that i mean at bayern even if we do win the game like no one's actually happy or that might just be the germans inside them speaking but yeah at tottenham like even <laughs> he said he said it on the lines of that um, at spurs we would go 2 3 games without winning and people would not really care but here we won 2-0 we won 2-0 and um, the fans were not happy because of the kind of football that we played and that's the elite mentality of this club and which is why i'm happy yeah. to be here he said something on those lines but i mean that True. kind of sentiment can flip very quickly with a player as well after 2 years of like listening to bullshit and booze you'll just be like man we want just shut the fuck up and let me be in peace but it's early days for kane although you can you can take him out of tottenham but you can't take the tottenham out of kane it has to because because his f- <laughs> the very first game no 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 the very first game that he played for bayern on the day he arrived he had a chance to win a trophy but man like what like bayern ended up losing that pro po post top it po okay wait top po would you be happier if he as an ex spurs player didn't win anything or would you be happier that he won something immediately after leaving spurs this is this is a <laughs> oh this is such a this is such a trick question it's a pro, it's profound bro I think I think my hate for Tottenham is greater than the player, so I think I'd go with the second option. Okay. Even then, your answers <laughs> could go either way, bro. What a beautiful question. <laughs> Poe has been put into one dilemma. I think he's going to have like trouble sleeping at night, <laughs> just thinking of pondering over this. Like steam is going to start coming out of my ears soon, man. What the fuck? Okay. Anyway, um, any closing points on Spurs before we move on to the next team? Uh I just want to say I like that that center back Mickey Van Deven 
Is that his name? Van der Ven? Yeah. Yeah, he's damn quick, dude, yep, yep. for a centre-back. He's, he's rapid. That's and he's I huge. Help. He's built like a tank. Yeah, he's huge also. You're right. Yeah. It's the two worst things, uh, like, for the opposition. Like, that's yeah. just unfair. Yeah, yeah. I mean, moving ahead, uh, we'll talk about West Ham, who at one point in the transfer window, like, one week before it had closed, almost put out, like, job postings, like, what a company would do <laughs> online, that we have this, this, Not this. Not almost, they did. Yeah, they did. <laughs> but they it was like, uh, we but have... But that was for, like, roles at the club, no? Not, like, left no, 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 no. It was literally, like, uh, we have the following positions open, defensive midfielder, <laughs> left wing, right wing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was something along Send those lines. cover letter. <laughs> you have to make that application with cover letter, bro. Otherwise, they won't even look at it. I'm still waiting to hear back. It was some... <laughs> <laughs> it was some weird uh, transfer strategy deployed by David Moyes and his recruitment team, dude. I've never seen something like that in my life. What if you find that one guy who's just been sitting down... Chilling. I just want to know which footballer is on LinkedIn today. <laughs> like, going through I this... I think they'll all be, da. Yeah, I think, I think most a lot of them, of them will be. They will be. At yeah. least I've the elite ones will be. I've seen a few. Because their business, they have their business profile and all will be linked. Yeah, and yeah. All their endorsement deals and yeah. all that shit. Yeah, you know, LinkedIn has that endorsed thing where like people you worked with can endorse <laughs> you. <laughs> That's the most man fuck. <laughs> Assisted well by such and such a person, scored two goals, but uh. Like, jokes aside, I think West Ham have had a pretty decent transfer window. They did some really good business. Mohamed Kudus from Ajax for 38 million, who was, like, his signature was touted by a lot of big English clubs. Liverpool, Chelsea included. Um, Edson Alvarez as well, again from Ajax. Bad business. Again, great business. And uh, Poe said that James Madison is his signing of the transfer window. For me, I think it's James Watt-Prowse from Southampton for 30 million because... Like, Bad signing. Yeah, he's again, good, uh, not, yeah, he's been really good. Two goals and two assists, I think. Yeah, two goals and two assists. I'm not exactly. And he's he's such a cheat code, dude. We've said this again and again. Yeah. Like, if there's a dead ball, especially you would play him in the team just to take the dead balls because it could almost guarantee you a goal per game. And that's not just like direct free kicks right outside the box. That's literally every single set piece in the final yeah. third, including corners. Like, yeah. every, like he is just a cheat code to have from any one of those dead balls. Even just standing over it because the keeper and the defender's butt cheeks are clenched so tight at that point that anybody yeah. can do whatever the heck <laughs> and, they want. And he has... He has targets, bro, at West Ham. Fucking those huge yeah, yeah. center backs and people yeah. like Mikhail Antonio and all these guys. <laughs> that, Zuma. Yeah, they have a- and one more center back who they signed, uh, Mavropanos from Stuttgart, who's another, like, unit. Yeah, all units, oh, he's bro. mad, bro. He was, there at, he, he, was, he was there at Arsenal a few years ago and then he went to Stuttgart. Yeah. You know what's... You know something that's trippy? Ward Prowse was Southampton's like highest earning player and he was on a 100k a week contract. That's so sensible, is, bro. Yeah, that sounds right. Nothing in today's day and age, right? Right? No, man. You're just comparing it to United's wage bill. Yeah. That is the problem. <laughs> because yeah, otherwise, correct. most right. of the clubs right. do have an average of these sort of in contracts. Not most of the clubs, Po. I wouldn't say that. No, no. But lower half, I think he's right, bro. Lower half of the table, yeah. it, it's a very yeah. big, good salary. But, like, just to add on Ward Prowse, one very underrated part of his game is the leadership he brings, bro. Like, he... Free yeah. kicks and all corners, yeah, fuck, amazing. But that man knows how to control the tempo of a game like very few people yeah. do. Excellent midfielder, yeah. bro. Yeah. He's one of those last few OG English 4-4-2 midfielders. Yeah. Bro. I feel like yeah. he's just like a proper... Hardworking, quality, hardworking, yeah. exactly. Yeah. You'll get a 7 to 8 on 10 every week from him. In the England camp, he was... England camp that went, I think, to the Euros. He was selected in that squad. Not the World Cup, yeah. He was no, he was the he fittest. Both, bro. He went both. He was the fittest player in that whole England camp. Like everyone were talking. That's such a subjective thing. No, but everyone were talking about it. Yeah, like all the younger, like Saka, Rashford, and all were saying that. Oh my God, James Ward Prowse is like a fucking beast, and he's not that young anymore. I think he's in his thirties now. Dude, he's twenty eight. He's twenty eight. He has a lot of good. Yeah, years he's left. in the peak now. Yeah. yeah, he's hitting his peak now. Yeah. Um. 
Let's move ahead and speak about uh, Justin passing Manchester City because we have to talk about them. <laughs> uh, but I'm not really interested insert, because... Insert Manchester City here. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's literally like that because I've noticed like it's almost as if we were fanboying over this team. We just keep talking about this team again and again and again. Bro, if you're a football fan, I mean, they're winning the Premier League four years in a row. What will you say? Mm-hmm. Huh? Yeah, good. I know. Okay, okay, guys. I know what they've done. <laughs> See, predestination, bro. You complained <laughs> about it, it happened. <laughs> yeah, that's what. But, uh, like, under the radar, they've gone and spent 220 million, which is crazy after a treble so, winning season. Here's the thing, okay? This whole under the radar <laughs> thing of them. <laughs> His hand went up immediately. Bro, it's because no one cares, bro. Like, Liverpool yeah. spent a lot of money yeah. this banter. Chelsea, this banter. Yeah. United, this banter. Nobody cares. Like, they'll do Nobody their thing, the and fuck. it's like, fuck it, yeah. yeah. But they are spending, bro. That team, does it have a lack of centre-backs? Someone please answer this question. After Ake, Akanji, <laughs> no. uh, Stones... They're creating artificial scarcity. Yeah, bro. No, the thing is, I don't know why, bro. Like, look at this, Laporte, okay? Like, he, two years ago, he was like the big thing. And then all of a sudden, he's just quietly died down and then they've got Akanji to replace him and then, like, now they've gone Guardiola. Yeah, Pep gets bored of his new toy. Yeah, toys also and he gets bored of the position also, I feel, bro. Like, he's inventing new positions to play in defense. I mean, to be fair, at that level, you have to be doing that because people catch up too quick. He's even talking about Nunez, uh, the, the new signing that they've gotten. Like, he'll need a couple, like, he'll need a few months or, like, probably, like, weeks to get into the whole mold of City's playing style. He can probably play left-back also. He casually threw that into the conversation, man. So, he's already thinking about changing his position. Yeah, I mean, he's Pep, bro. Like, he'll see things that other people don't see and he requires things that other people don't require. And, like, he's... Bro, even I can play left-back, Dan, that team. Like, they'll just play. I'll just be standing there. Like, there's that aspect to it. Hold the wind. He'll only shout at you when he's on camera, so it's chill. Yeah, he'll be like, okay, you stand here. Everybody play, you stand here. Yeah, cool. (laughs) And the, the thing is that because of Pep and because of, like, how successful City are... No one even, like, remotely questions their transfer activity. You can't. You shouldn't. Because Nunes for 53 million, any, any other team getting fucking Mateos Nunes from Wolves for 53 million, you'd be like, oh my god, what a fucking horrible signing. Now it's like, fuck, three years, Nunes is going to be a Ballon d'Or winner. It's like, they have their own fucking... I mean, or he's going to be a Callum Phillips, bro. Or he's going to be a Callum Phillips. You never Bro, know. I wouldn't mind being a Calvin Phillips, Ra. This is like you work for fucking Intel or some shit and they have you on reserves. They're just paying you. <laughs> That's crazy. Like they're just like Intel is catching random strays, bro. Like <laughs> No da. I mean like one big company that's like gives you mad money, but they yeah. don't need you to be there every day. It's like take this money, come when we need you. We probably won't ever need you. I, after a point, after a point, if I was Calvin Phillips, I would try my hardest not to get noticed instead of getting noticed because <laughs> <laughs> go along with if they go notice on. me, they'll just be like, hey, fuck, you're still here or what? <laughs> what what contract are you on? <laughs> Amar, that's exactly what Danny Drinkwater did for like five years, bro. That's exactly bro, what that, Matt, Ross Barkley and Danny Drinkwater have to be studied, bro. Da. <laughs> Fucking. Yeah. Why is so jealous of the man? Yeah, da. Like, isn't that the goal in life? To get as much as you can from the least amount of effort <laughs> possible. <laughs> isn't that what we're trying to do? do? Do you guys think that Calvin Phillips just goes to every training session, just looks at fucking De Bruyne or Rodinol, just pinging these passes around? He's like, and he's like, oh, nice, nice. Yeah, yeah, I have some muscle strain actually on my back, on my <laughs> thighs. I'll come like, back, huh? On the contrary, bro, I think I would be delighted, because think about it, right? You know you're not like, best he's the best in the world but he's not like at that level and you fucking can't be dude that's like with some dude with photographic memory you're competing you just can't like he's he's got everything that you don't have basically right but you still get to play with these guys play five a side with them every day (laughs) and then you go home with 300k bro that's fucking mad that's why you find all these midfielders like literally begging pep to sign them bro yesterday before the west ham game man Last time in Manchester City, you can see Paqueta run towards Pep like so that he can give him a hug before the game starts. 
before the game starts bubbles are still blowing up in fucking west ham stadium <laughs> yeah bro pakata wants to increase his betting capital bro <laughs> oh yeah he probably has a bet on himself saying that he's going to go join city in the transfer window coming up man that's probably what it is he's like okay i'm going to do everything i can Let's talk about the other city signings. Jeremy Doku from uh, Ren from 55 million, another winger who is absolutely um well <laughs> no sorry sorry Amar I mean when you mentioned Doku no like it just triggered all these memes in my head about like people tupping on Jack Grealish and I saw one meme about how Pep actually got sick of Jack Grealish and then he went and got Doku over here. Proper sick of Jack Grealish in what way, bro? I mean, dude goes nearly. He, no, no, not about that. Like, man, just does cutbacks again and again and again. He just does like circles, rings around the player instead of going one on one, being a proper winger charging against their opponent. He won't do that. He'll cut back. He'll pass it back to his defensive midfielder or or his right back. And, and, and there was another meme which I saw, po, which was like. Uh... Doku doesn't need one season to settle in. <laughs> It's like oh fuck, yeah, <laughs> shots fired, insane shots yeah. fired, and like. Go ahead, go ahead. Sorry, go ahead. No, I was just saying he scored. I was just saying that he scored a good goal as well yesterday. I mean, yeah. completely ran past yeah. his marker. Yeah, quality and... goal. Yep. They signed Guardiola as well, who was like the World Cup player, like the World Cup gem. Until he got absolutely sat down by Messi, and suddenly, like transfer talk Oof. evaporated. But, But Guardiola uh, said, "No, thanks, Leo, for doing that. You dropped his market yeah, value by like twenty yeah, million. Yeah, by <laughs> half, by half, dude. Literally, like there were so many clubs that wanted. Chelsea would have paid one fifty million for him for sure, <laughs> and they were in the race also hey, to sign him. Hey, 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 they'll still pay. Yeah. He just won't go. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Chelsea is not the highest standard yeah. to put here." No, no. I'm just saying they're a club who would pay 150 million. Yeah. They got Guardiola went to City for 75 million. So that's a fair and realistic statement to make. And then another Chelsea to City transfer, which we've seen been seeing quite a lot of transfer activity between these two clubs in the past. Uh, Mateo Kovacic, who just fits right into that City team, no? Like, yeah, fucking right there. <laughs> Annoyingly so, da. But then they, no, but. I actually don't think so though, because they signed him to be a Gundogan replacement. No, like I don't think he can get the same output as Gundogan. I don't think it's as, I don't think it's as black and white for Pep as it is like okay, one player is going out, I need to replace him, replace that one particular player. No, but that's true because we've spoken about this before also. Like half the season, like when Kevin De Bruyne just decides to take his yearly vacation. Like Gundogan used to sec- uh, step up in the second half of the season. He used to be the one, like the main man carrying the team around. No, who's going to be that person now? Bernardo. Cool. Ask probably, Haaland but... to Haaland to score two more goals a season, then we're fine. Score in this is instead of winning six nil, you're winning three nil. It's okay. See, that's a cheat code to get out of every. That's a cheat code to get out of every argument related to City. Like you place True. that big like Norwegian man in front of you, you're done. You win the argument. <laughs> That I did it. <laughs> 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 okay, uh, moving ahead, uh, we have Aston Villa's transfer business. Uh, they signed Pau Torres, who was that. I think a couple of seasons ago, he was touted for being the next big thing for uh, Spain, especially. Um, started most of the Euro games, and he's that left-footed centre back, good on the ball. And they got him for fairly cheap, like about thirty, thirty-five million. Good bit of transfer business for Aston Villa. Uh, and uh, they also got Musa Diaby from Leverkusen, who's like this amazingly pacey, dynamic winger. He's not like okay, he's he's played well, but he's not hit the ground running as a lot of people expected him to, especially FPL players, because they just expected like <laughs> mad returns from him right from the start. Oh, his comps look good. His comps look really good. Yeah, I test and all, bro. That kid has been. I, I'm not. Why am I saying kid? He's he is he younger than me? He is know. a kid. Okay, but <laughs> this is like Dana. This is like Dana saying some Dude. 46 year old is a kid. <laughs> yeah, doesn't count. 
No, but he, but like he's he's had a big impact on games. Like if you see Villa play, yeah. um, he he looks good. Um, he, Unai Emery is that good guy who man. likes yeah, good looking man. He likes his crosses, bro. He he likes his his fullbacks <laughs> going forward and putting crosses, and he likes his wingers getting yeah. to the byline and cutting b- the ball back. Yep, natural wit. Yes, that's the that's the term. So I think this guy fits into that mold really well. Um. So yeah, I think it's it's an exciting signing. Uh, FPL players, if you want, you should be a little bit more patient with them because uh, Villa are a good side, <laughs> and yeah, he seems to have some end product in him. The returns will come. Yes. Uh, they also got Yuri Tillmans from Leicester for free. Um, another good business, and then they sent Clement Longley from Barcelona on loan. Uh, bro, Longley is one more money laundering transfer. Bro. <laughs> that guy has been fucking everywhere. I man. know, man. I mean, I don't know. Just yesterday, I was just talking about speaking about money laundering transfers. I've been talking about <laughs> uh, no, no, dude. I'm dude. What's the, what's the guy's name? Fuck, I forgot the guy's name. Arthur. Atletico. Atletico to Chelsea. Chelsea to Atletico. Morata. Uh, yeah, Morata. Morata, bro. He he is the definition of money laundering. Him and Lukaku. Bro, Morata had quality. Lukaku also went In and won sense? something. Like, he goes and scores, like, some 20, 20, 25 goals. He also has Torres compilations where he keeps missing. And he He's main captain now, by the way. In, like, the fixtures. Yeah. He was wearing the captain oh, armband for Spain. I was shocked. They also signed uh, Nicolo Zaniolo from uh, Galatasaray Ooh. on loan. Didn't that guy have, like, some insanely bad ACL injury yeah, or something? Yeah, yeah. And before that, he was flying. Like, he was... Yeah, at Roma. Yeah, Roma, yeah, correct. Yeah, 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 Roma, Roma. He was really good at Roma and he was going to get a big money move anytime soon, like very soon, but he got... Got that ACL. Yeah, it snapped. It was a really bad injury. Don't describe it that way. (laughs) Fuck. Him and Tonali, bro, both of these two were like the big things coming out of Italy. Like a couple seasons back and then both of them have made their way to the Prem. Yeah. Uh, let's move ahead very quickly, talk about uh, Brighton, who we've been uh, pretty bullish on uh, in our first looks episode, <laughs> saying that they're actually looking fucking amazing. By now, they, by now, by now. Yeah. They got a lot of players in. Um, they got Baleba from Lille for 23 million, Mahmoud Daoud, who's an amazing signing from Dortmund, undisclosed fee, um, Joao Pedro um, from Watford. Uh, who's playing as a number 9 or a number 10, wherever they require him. He's been good. Igor Julio, um, James Milner, who is one of that um, squad depth kind of players, will also add a lot of experience in their team. And then, like, out of nowhere, they got Ansu Fati on loan from Barcelona, uh, who not so long ago inherited Messi's number 10 jersey, is now playing, like... The seagulls way in. Talk about step ups. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. They did lose three of their core players: McAllister, yeah. Roberto Sanchez, and Moises Casero. Um. So, like, there's a really good T4 video. I think it's called "What Happened to Ansu Fati," where um they spoke about exactly what you said, Amar. Like how he went from being Messi's heir, which is not something you just say. But that's what he was called. Oh, it's been said a lot. It's been said a lot. Yeah, at one point it was that <laughs> fucking Alan Halilovic. Hey, the bro, ki- Boyan Kerchich was unfair Boyan, because they were, yes. both the, they were both the same age in the same team, bro. How you can say this guy is the next version, bro? <laughs> it was said, bro. It was still said. It was still said. <laughs> I mean, he was like max 2-3 years younger, bro. He was not some kid, okay? <laughs> Everyone's like, oh, they both look young. This guy is an ex-Messi. Man just has that uh, cut, yeah. haircut, okay? Same thing. Messi, Messi is like 23 years old and everyone's like, next Messi. You're like, bro, wait, I've not even become Messi <laughs> I'm not final form yet. Yeah. yeah. But but yeah, I mean, the, the Ansu Fati, he, he has recurring issues with the same... Uh, leg like he's had injuries in the muscle with the knee everything and he's basically looking for a place where he can rebuild his career and I think um, this makes a lot of sense for Barca for Brighton I mean if he does reach the levels he was at Barca before he got injured it makes sense for them otherwise um, you know it's it could be just extended rehab uh, but 
let's see. I mean, he 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 is one of those players with insane technical ability as well as you know just a smart player. Everyone who comes through that Barca academy knows how to exactly. play like really intelligent Zero football. Ball. Yeah, so yeah. it fits and it fits into the Brighton mold, right? Like the way they want to play. So. Yeah. It makes a lot of sense if he can have a full seat. It's purely a question of fitness, right? Because and that is again I mean, a huge fair, question. That's not fitness in the sense of like his injury prone. Exactly. Right? Like, yeah. It's not like some guy who's not partying. not Martial. And this is yeah. a this is yeah. another team that are encountering such a fixture congestion. It's the first time they're having so many games to play because they are in Europe too. So they would yeah, need problems. Yeah, good problems, but they would need to have a squad that is beefed up enough. And, you know, instead mm. of... I, I feel you can get a lot of lone players to put to fill in the numbers. But That's if you're true. getting someone like Ansu Fati, um, who is played at the biggest stage um, in one of the most difficult grounds to play at because the Camp Nou and the people who go to Camp Nou really expect a high level of football and a high level, level of commitment from their players. So, he's come from a mold of big club mentality to a club that is having ambitions to become big club mentality. So I think like in both ways, it's good. Um, and for Barca, it's really good because uh, how much ever they can skim off their wage bill is amazing, right? <laughs> like, <laughs> whatever they can get rid of, like the leanest of cuts. Yeah, I mean, uh, to that point, like if this works out, his transfer valuation is only going to increase, right? Because from being... Like some wait, has he been loaned out or has it been a purchase? It's a loan, season long oh. loan. So yeah, it makes sense. It makes sense for them at that from that point of view. Um, I I want to talk also about uh, Juan Pedro, um, because you know XG Brighton, right? Like that whole meme where for <laughs> years and years under Potter they created loads of chances but couldn't score them. Five games into the season, forgetting just what happened to United, looking past that. They've they are the top scorers of the league over fucking Manchester City. So uh, that problem is in the past, you know. If if uh, that team is is looking really good, um, it's all about how they deal with the extra fixtures. I think it's not very easy, especially for clubs doing that for the first time. But my God, when they are on song, that team can beat anyone, man. Fuck, they are so. Which, to be fair, is most fucking weeks, man. They're always good. They they never drop so far lower that you're like, shit, is this even Brighton? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And you know, um, a a very um scary aspect of the team is that they don't depend on individuals. Like yesterday against United, exactly. There were a lot of change. I think they made like five or six changes to their starting lineup, and they just played the same, same same fucking football. What changes? Every year, it seems like they lose a player for like 40-50 million. That was the best player that season. And next season, they get either better. The player that they get in gets better. Everybody around them gets better. The manager changes, gets better. Like, something is cooking at that football club that's just different. Yeah. Not Juju, man. It's hard work. It's, it's best. It's being well places. run, dude. You've got it's best practice. Yeah. yeah, everybody is at the right spot from fucking ground staff to fucking executives. Yeah, everybody who is there, it's perfect recruitment, perfect management of load. It's everything, dude. Yeah, like, it's crazy. Yep. African shamans are in their good books. <laughs> Quite a few child <laughs> sacrifices have been done. Twenty seventeen eighteen season. Yeah, mm. it's all paying off. <laughs> They employed wizards like Potter. <laughs> Let's close this episode by talking about the biggest transfer, I think, this window, which is uh, unarguably... Uh, Alanga to Forest. <laughs> <laughs> Good Vaishnav. That's an exile, bro. He went out to the woods. <laughs> <laughs> but be- Bellingham to Madrid is another one of those match made in heaven kind of things. Uh, one of the biggest generational talents when a big when the biggest club like Real Madrid comes calling, you have to go. Um, and I think it's such a good harmony between the two parties, right? I mean, Bellingham to Madrid is fucking mouth watering, and we've seen that the way he started off his season and career at Bernabeu, he looks like. It, it it almost feels like the pressure 
um the stage Pressure does not diamonds bro yeah it does not not only that like that's if you're crushed here like the pressure doesn't seem to bother the no, guy no, at all that that's what it creates what you are bro he stepped up you see what he is because of that pressure that's why it's insane bro it, i mean it's like he's dude he's 20 years old and he he's the leader at real madrid five games in like yeah. he's the one who's he's dependent yeah. on his mom's and dad's taxes still and his mom to drive him to the training facility oh he doesn't have dl i don't think so <laughs> i just there are some players who they are amazing okay like there are a lot of technically amazing footballers and then there are people who are at the highest highest level of technical brilliance the top of the creme de la creme as they say but when with that if you add someone who's got that fucking monster mentality which this guy has you yep. add that he's that good at this fucking age and he has a huge career ahead of him he has a long yeah, long career massive. and he's found himself at the biggest football club in the world i don't think we can argue that he he is at the forefront of the club by the way like he is yeah, the leading yeah. top scorer of the league leading as well yep. i mean apart from yep. everything else and let's does. let's put things into perspective right i think this could be like the biggest transfer bargain of all time because real madrid have essentially spent only 100 million for a player like for that for the next 10 years yeah for the next 10 15 years who is going to be as akshat said already the forefront the leader and i mean even technical ability wise he's just outstanding dude that guy forget it's like buying ibm stock in fucking 1910 or something it's crazy <laughs> exactly. it's exactly. some crazy business yeah yeah and then you in the same window we have kaisedo who can only aspire to be at the level of what bellingham is going Papa. for <laughs> <laughs> i mean that finally <laughs> he's the shot he's no way close dude he's no way close come on the like worst, you have to agree the, with me the shots that hurt the worst are the ones you don't <laughs> see coming that is proving true <laughs> yeah he's no way close he's had only Amar he's just had that steel chair turned around and clocked <laughs> <laughs> he's had one season in professional football dude but like pro To be fair, Caicedo is a very good player. Bellingham is just a better player. Exactly. Papa, that's not an indictment of Caicedo in any way. It's He's not. Doing it's, his not. Own thing. it's not. It's no, not. I'm just saying that on... he was he was valued. I'm I'm tipping on Chelsea for like paying so much more money for You're a player. You're comparing like Todd Bowley to Papa Perez, bro. Like that the the difference between those two. Perez is the godfather. Yeah. yeah. Todd Bowley is like a mafia boss from the Simpsons. Dude, he's a third child, bro, in the Godfather movie. He's the unwanted one who wants to impress his father a lot. Dude, he's bad. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to ask you guys like can you even think like of a comparison of a midfielder? Probably not. A central midfielder who's this far advanced into his career, not just in terms of the way he plays, but being at the big club, being the main man at this age. because i'm genuinely thinking and i can't think of a, a single single one ever like yeah. even past okay like the closest one i can get to is probably gerard cuz he was at a very high level early in his career but liverpool but he wasn't like yeah but was it like 20 i don't think so, so. maybe maybe 20s but too early even for gerard but it, th- th- that's yeah. my point like he reminds me of like like okay roy keane but maybe better footballing ability than roy keane maybe bro he's roy keane david beckham paul scholes you know steven gerrard frank lampard wayne rooney lionel messi cristiano ronaldo whoa, 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 whoa. put your brakes on bro <laughs> no no but the thing is i'm saying in central midfield for someone who's moved to real madrid like that being that fucking gravitational black hole that he is where he's just taking all the pressure being the leader doing everything I just don't remember something like this man it's Birmingham knew what they were doing like I remember laughing at them for uh, retiring his jersey I I yeah. vaguely, Bro, vividly but you know why that. they retired his jersey though this like uh, they were going to basically go bankrupt if he didn't go so he didn't sign a pro contract with them because he was there through the academy and they didn't sign a pro contract with him because they didn't want to and they couldn't afford the wages that he would demand and when who came calling dortmund yeah. came calling he could have just gone on a free he was not held down to them but he went for money i'm fairly certain they paid something i think there was like a last minute deal struck down or something so he 
essentially save them from fucking administration, man. He was just about to sign for United uh, because I remember like it was it was like a 35 million fee or something. Yeah, he'd gone to Carrington. He saw he saw all of the facilities. He was taken personally <coughs> by Sir Alex to go around Carrington. Sir Alex met Bellingham's parents and then Dortmund came and swooped him in. Yeah, um, he's like I don't want any of this so shit. That was such a fucking classic move, man. That was the best who movie. Was our, who was our Who was our chief executive at that time? Hmm. 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 <laughs> Chris Wood. <laughs> Papa, bro, he okay. just moved. Ed, Ed, and Eddie. The damage that Ed Woodward has caused this club, da, fucking. Bro, I'll tell you this, but if Ed Woodward signed Jude Bellingham, he would have been there for one season, making nine hundred ninety-nine million a year. <laughs> <laughs> wouldn't have played well because you would have got injured in training by like a car that broke into the compound or something. <laughs> would have gone on to another club and become a superstar. Come back, scored against us and knocked us out of the Champions League. So, it's good that didn't happen. <laughs> that was the other alternate universe. Nice. <laughs> Any closing remarks? Jude Bellingham all the way. He's going to be a Ballon d'Or winner soon. Best transfer of the window, guys. Each of you. Close, but each of you. Jude. Jude. Yeah. Hey, Jude. It's tough to argue with that. Bro. Actually, I want to say fucking... Uh, JWP. Just wait for Zinedine Amrabat, guys. Just wait. Ayyo. I was going to say Suf, Suf, the Sufi. But it's slightly yeah. depressing to talk yeah. about that team. I'm going to start So trying. I don't want to. So fuck him. So let's <laughs> do another guy. I, I, I don't think there's any argument that uh, Bellingham is the transfer of the season. Like... Marky name, biggest club in the world. And he's done it. Like, there's no will yeah. settle in. He's like, yeah. I settled. He settled, <laughs> he's I... done. He's, he's already got his... Like, he scored He scored enough goals that we know his trademark celebration also. That, oh, when, whenever he scores, he does this celebration. So hey, Come on, man. Raising your arms <laughs> up isn't going to be a trademark celebration. I think home. it is. Like, everyone does it, man. Everyone does it. I will it. fucking clock you over the head. It's about the coolest guy. SRK has been it. doing it for like before like SRK uh, is not scoring in the Bundesliga. Yeah, but he's been doing it since before Jude was born, bro. Like what the hell? Many people bro, are doing that. I also do it in my bathroom, da. That means it can't be now. Bro, da. the the funny part is I, I don't think Jude Bellingham has any clue who SRK is. Hundred <laughs> yeah, percent he knows he's British. Nine hundred ninety-nine point nine nine percent he knows he's British. I guarantee you he knows SRK. I guarantee you he's <laughs> somehow seen one of his movies also. I guarantee. <laughs> we won, bro. They came, they saw, they conquered. Where like this episode took more. a very unexpected turn. Wait, wait, I'll tell you what the best transfer is bro best value best value for money Messi for free guys Inter Miami Ooh. won bro Inter Miami oh, fucking yeah, won yeah. Inter Miami legend <laughs> won one full countries Dude, yeah I mean the amount of celebrities going to watch the amount of money that they're raking in oof bro it's crazy bro so their average ticket prices per ticket has raised this is the average raise okay $350 bro Oh, the 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 fuck. the delta is three fifty. You say? Yeah, the delta. <laughs> Holy fuck! That so yeah, and uh, the biggest winner of this is Beckham because like he bought the club only for like two fifty million when he bought the club. Only. <laughs> I mean, for a football club in a city like Miami, it's pretty cheap, bro. But it's a great investment. Bro, Inter Inter Miami was made what day before yesterday? No, isn't this the new team? Three or four years ago, yeah, yeah. But anyway, that's besides the point. Messi is mad, and Messi is bro. Just watching some of his highlights, da. You're just like, <laughs> this is stop it. Yeah, go back home. Stop. Okay, but it's like the MLS, so. No, but he scored a goal that was like a five-a-side that a pro would do with us, like. Literally took it past two guys and passed it into the goal from 30 yards out. Which is why I'm not fanboying him, fanboying over him anymore because it's just too easy, dude. It's Bro, like playing FIFA it's... all your life on world class and then changing it to beginner and like just fucking about. Yeah, but now it's about what can you do at that level? Show me now, show me everything. And Messi is like, see. Till yesterday, he was the last free kick scorer for Barcelona, PSG. Argentina and Miami. <laughs> until yesterday, oh, I mean, Ferran, legit. Until Ferran Torres scored yesterday for for Barcelona, this was the stat Damn. that he held. 
he yeah. was the last person to score a direct free kick for all these clubs the, uh, there's this whole like to close out this episode there's this whole um, debate about who's going to win ballon d'or between haaland and messi and i think they should give it to messi just because he's making people give a shit about mls and nobody in in football <laughs> has ever done that even pele couldn't do that so fuck it the world cup buddy the world yeah, cup i mean that's the obvious answer but i think this this deserves it's the biggest achievement in football <laughs> americans is actually start calling it football bro that will never happen Okay, guys. Thank you for getting to the end of this episode. Uh, this caps our trans transfer roundup, uh, which is across two episodes. If you've heard this one and not heard the last one, go and listen to that. Uh, but we'll be back again very soon with some more awesome content. Uh, see you guys. Catch you. Bye bye.